you're here, I think, on the best Sunday that you could possibly be here because this is our heart. We believe that this is the gospel message. This is what God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are about. So here's the thing. Just to give you a real quick pitch, sales, uh, what do they call it, elevator pitch. What do we do here? What has God asked us to do? Well, guys, we're not uh, like unique or um, special. We just have um, this person named Jesus that we love and we follow him. And the gospel message talks about his life, his father's life, and the Holy Spirit that has been given to us here on this earth. And we believe when we read the, the, the scriptures, it tells us that we are to educate and like uh, inspire and lead and encourage people to actually discover and encounter who God really is. And so one of the things that we want and long for here is that we encourage you to read the scriptures and discover who God, the Father, God creator, actually is. The best way you can do that is to go into the New Testament and read about Jesus and you see his character, Jesus' character, and you see how loving and how forgiving and how gracious Jesus actually lived. And the scripture says, and if you have a Bible or on your phone, you can look at this for yourself. And I think it's in John chapter 5. It says that Jesus can only do what he sees his father doing. Jesus even goes as far as saying, I can't even say anything on my own. I can only say what I hear the father saying. And so we've got to look at that in context. Let that just sit there for just a second. And as you read the New Testament, and the Old Testament too, it's all pointing to Jesus, but especially in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John especially, it's talking about this person, Jesus. We call him here Savior of the world. And it talks about his life, his moves, his steps, the words that he said, the things that he did. He was only reflecting the nature of God, his Father. And so, so many people today in our life, in our culture, they're saying, well, I, you can't know God. You don't know God. I, I've never seen God. If you read it in the New Testament, you see the things that Jesus did. You see how Jesus spoke to people. You know why he was doing it? It's because he saw his father doing it. And he heard his father saying it. And so that is the nature, the character of God Almighty, God Creator, God the Father. Jesus went as far as to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so I want to encourage you across this room here this morning. I want you to be inspired to know and experience who God is. That's one of the first things we've got to do. It's the gospel message. And the second thing is that we've got to start viewing ourselves through Jesus Christ. My goodness. Think of all the things that are out there today. There are opportunities for you to view yourself through those lenses. And what we're here today, the gospel message says that, no, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, he has died for you. And not only that, but he has now brought you in right standing with God. And so when God views you, he doesn't see you as the world tries to identify you. 
And this is a supernatural, only miraculous God thing that can be done by God the Father. But he can look at you and he sees you through his son Jesus. That's the second thing. We've got to help teach and inspire you to walk in an identity that is not of this world, but it is one that is through Jesus. Because of Jesus, every person in this, in this room is worthy. Every person in this room who has Jesus as Savior is cleansed of all sin and brought into a right standing with God. We've got to tell you that. These generations to come, I see all these little children in here and little babies in this place. We've got to let them know that it is not the world system that is identifying them, but it is the gospel, the message, the person of Jesus that identifies them. Listen, I need it. I've got a 15, soon to be 25-year-old daughter that is in this very room, and I need her identity to be rooted through Jesus Christ. That's how we do it here in Wahlberg. For those who didn't know where Wahlberg was, you ventured here today, we go 14, 15, 25, all right? But I need, through the Holy Spirit, to be able to lead, but not just me, this is also you, to lead you to want to discover who God is, his nature, not who your parents told you God was, not who the preacher says God is, not your grandparents who told you that God is going to get you, but I need you to discover who God the Father is. I need you to know that your identity is not who the world says it is, or you may even think you are, but it is only through Christ. That's to, and the third thing is this, and that's what we're here focusing on today. What good is it if you and I know that there is a loving creator, if there is a loving father in heaven who adores you, who thinks the world of you, Yep, we've made mistakes, we've sinned. But there's a father in heaven who absolutely thinks about you all the time. That's just God's nature. My friends, what good is that doing if you and I are the only ones that are benefiting from that amazing news? Think about all these high schools and middle schools and elementary schools that are in our community. Don't you think that those people, not even the students only, but the teachers in that place need to know that they are viewed from that loving father as an amazing loved child of God. How many teenagers do you guys know of that are battling and competing out there, trying to establish who they are. Do you know the battle and the war and the devastation that's taking place? Because we have people in this very community who do not know that Jesus actually loves them and died for them. And not only that, but they are seen as perfect, forgiven, and whole. I want to tell you, when you wake up in the morning and your mindset is set on the fact that no matter what I get into today, I am going to be loved by that father. 
and I am going to be viewed as precious. I can tell you something. We are 500 yards away from the largest elementary school in Davidson County. And there's probably 900 little kids that don't need another church service. Don't need some fiery pastor to preach a sermon to their grandparents or parents on Sunday morning. No, they need people just like you. That when you bump into their grandparents or their parents or even them, they are going to need to know that there is a person named Jesus that died for them. And even if they go home into a less than desirable environment, that environment is not defining them. The love that Jesus has for them is identifying and defining them. These children, these adults need to know that they are identified through Jesus Christ. But what good is that if you and I are just trying to fill this church up on a Sunday morning? And if we pass those gray buckets and try to get as much money as we can to support the machine, what good is it if it is just staying right here in this place? And so the third thing I need you to know is something that God inspired us to do. And how do I know it was of the Lord? Here's the thing. This is something you can just take away. This is for free. You know it's from the Lord when it is impossible for you to achieve it. When it is way bigger than you are and scary to you, here's the thing. If it's about promoting the name of Jesus and glorifying God, that's how you can know it's from him. And if it's bigger and scary to you, then that's how the Lord works. So the Lord gave us this thing a couple of years ago. We start dreaming. We start slow. We start slow. We're still moving slow because we cannot do outreach in Jesus' name but secretly, manipulatively wanting it to advance our name. And so we do outreach here at this place because outreach is a characteristic of God and Jesus. We do outreach in this place, not under the banner of Hope City, but we do it under a thing that we just call love the triad. Because it's not about getting more people to sit in our seats. It's not about getting more money for this thing. But it is truly about getting out into the community and actually impacting people's lives under the authority and influence of God, the Holy Spirit. So we have this thing called Love to Try. And I bet you there's some of you that have never heard of it. And you've been attending this church for probably a year or so. Today, you get to understand the heart behind Love to Triad. There are so many amazing organizations in the triad area We are partnering, we are working to build relationships with some of them. Some of them are here represented today. I want you, if you call this place home, whether you come once a month, once every six months, or you've just stumbled in here today. See, this isn't about a church. It is not about Hope City. This is about the kingdom of God. I don't care if you never come back to this church, but my heart, And I know the Father's heart is longing to see some of you putting into practice what the gospel message says. That's okay. I'm not. That's okay. You're not. I need you, me, us to put into practice what we are discovering about God the Father. I need you to go put in practice 
When you walk into a place, you're not walking in there as Scott. You're not walking in there as a member of Hope City. You're walking into an establishment, a school, a restaurant, your home. You are walking in there as someone who is on mission from God the Father. He sees you through the sacrifice of his son Jesus. And he has given us the counselor and the helper, the person of the Holy Spirit. I need us to put into practice the gospel message. Hence, all these opportunities in our triad area through these amazing people that I call friends. Okay? I'm going to introduce a few of them. They're going to come up and talk. It's going to be a little different. Here in a few minutes, after they talk about their passion, their heart, we're going to break, and there's going to be a 15-minute countdown clock on the screen. And you're going to get up out of your seat wherever the Lord leads you. If you're an introvert, we have cookies and water over there. (laughs) But we're going to get up and move around, okay? Wherever the Lord leads you, we're going to go, and we're going to introduce ourselves to some of these amazing people and see how you can practice the gospel message right here in your hometown. Deal? Deal. You're going to be excited about some of these. I'm going to start a little different. I like to mix it up a little bit. Tom, come on up here. We're going to start with this one. Tom, come on up, man. You're a friend of mine. Yeah, you guys give him applause. Love it. Tom is a friend of mine. He, um, he is the director of a house of prayer in Jamestown. And, and Jonathan's going to be coming up at the same time. And I want to just share this little story. What happens um, once a month, I go over there and I share, I teach, and I just, we talk about real life. We talk about Jesus, the kingdom of God, and what real life's about. And uh, last month I was there and I, I got there about 7.15. I went to the chapel and I was just sitting there. Uh, it was early in the morning. There wasn't anybody in there. Then the people, the uh, guys started coming in. There was worship music playing. And I'm just sitting there and about 7.30, Jonathan, this is Jonathan. Hey, say hey to Jonathan. Come on. I am there as the pastor, the teacher, man of the cloth. That's who I am. I'm there to give them a word from the Lord. And I'm sitting there, and at about 7.30, Jonathan pops up, and he goes back behind the platform, the podium there, and he starts to share what the Lord has done just the day before. And he starts to share what the Lord is doing in his life, teaching him. And I take note, because I truly feel like the Holy Spirit said, Scott, pay attention. And it was then that Jonathan said, turn to Psalm 112, and he read some scriptures from Psalm 112. And it was like... Jonathan was reading my mail. God, the Holy Spirit, had given Jonathan a word to give me. I don't know if it impacted any more of you guys or not. It may have just been for me. But he gave me this word, and I texted. Right when I was there, I texted my wife. I said, hey, babe, you need to read Psalm 112. God used you to speak to me. See, here's what we look at. The preacher is supposed to always have the inspiring word. And let me just tell you something, Jonathan, a brother in Christ, who said in the first service, you're identified as a child of God, and that's who you are. He inspired him to move me in the spirit. He wasn't trying to, he was just being obedient. And I want to tell you, every person in this room, that is what God has called you to do. Don't you wait for the preacher, and don't you wait for the church. But when the Holy Spirit moves you, you move. Amen? So listen to Tom, my friend here. 
So real quickly, we are uh, the House of Prayers and Ministry of Jesus Christ for men that are desiring to be set free from the strongholds of uh, addictions. And, you know, they always said a picture is worth a thousand words. Take a picture of these guys that are going to stand up right now. And if you take a good look right there, for everyone that's there, praise the Lord. It's a good-looking group of guys, and for everyone that's there, there's probably a thousand that need to get in. And so that's, that's going to be their job when they leave here. We're raising up spiritual warriors that are going to go out. They're going to be the ministers. They're going to be the ones to go out on the street corners and set the captives free through the power and the love of Jesus Christ, and because they've had an incredible touch from the Holy Spirit. That's really what the House of Prayer is about. So we thank you for this opportunity. We ask that you'd stop by our table. Um, just take a look at us. We are just honored, Scott. We are honored to have you come and teach, but we are honored to, uh, to partner with uh, Hope City and Love the Triad. And uh, may God bless you all. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Brad, come on up here. Brad's a friend of mine from West End Ministries, and uh, I just want you to hear his heart and his passion. And again, it's with every single one that you're going to hear from here, man. There, there, there is this face almost, but then there's getting behind the curtain and actually seeing what's going on. And sometimes when you get behind the curtain and you really see what's going on, you're turned off. You ever had that happen? I get behind the curtain over here at West End, and I'm inspired by what you and your team are doing. So, Brad... Well, first of all, thank you, Scott. Uh, thank you all for having us out here today. Uh, first and foremost, we are what we do what we do to spread the love of Jesus. Uh, without that, the rest of it is uh, useless. It really is. Uh, we do a lot of things at West End Ministries, and I do want to tell you about what we do and how you can get involved. Uh, we have a homeless shelter for 22 women. Unfortunately, it does stay full most of the time, and we have to turn about five women away a week. Uh, we can always use volunteers in our shelter. We have a boys and girls club in our downstairs. Uh, if you love children, we have about 50 to 100 of them all day long. Uh, come and be a part. We have a food ministry where we feed about 300 families a month. We have community meals where we feed about 200 families every week. Uh, we have a seniors program. We try our best not to leave anybody out. Our senior program is very important to us. Uh, a great group of people, so much to learn from them. Uh, we give them a place to go. Uh, we try to take care of, them, care of them, love them, and just show them that they, they are loved. Uh, I've got with me today Marquita Bullard. She's our uh, program director, and Dalton Lucas, who is our garden coordinator. Uh, we also have a garden uh, that provides uh, not only fresh food for people in the community, it's a park. It gives them somewhere to go. Uh, please come out, join us one day. We would love to show you around. And like I said, while we're feeding the body, we're also trying our best to feed the soul. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we wear many hats. Uh, 
at one minute we may be sitting behind a desk or in a meeting, next minute unloading truck, next minute working in a garden. Uh, today I'm also wearing the hat of Jim Summy, who is the uh, director of Community Against Violence. Jim had to leave early today, so I told him I would talk a little bit about his uh, ministry. His table was set up over there. Uh, it is on a time loop, so it will continuously run uh, in a little while. Uh, Jim's group, they take the worst of the worst in High Point. And if you watch the news at all today, you've probably seen Jim many times. Uh, it's not a good time. Uh, they take the criminals that are getting out of prison. They try to work with them. Uh, they give them, they, them with the FBI and the SBI uh, and every other group you can possibly imagine, talk with them, tell them, you know, this is what's going to happen if you mess up. Uh, they start w workshops with them, train them to become uh, members of the society to give back. Uh, they've done a great job. If you would have known the West End area back in the 90s, uh, it come along about the same time that Community Against Violence did. The violence has went down a lot. Uh, they do, in this time, they do a great work. I also encourage you to please step over to his table and see what they have going on as well. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Hey, John, would you come on up? John is a, a dear friend at, uh, down at Helping Hands, and um, we're, we're honored to, to be in partnership. And something he didn't tell our first service, I had to do it, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't do it in this service either, but John's also a pastor. He uh, pastors a church down there at Helping Hands. And uh, so here's the thing. If anything comes about today, that it would be your covering to pray for him as he leads a group of people down there. So I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you very much, and thank you for Hope City. On our way over here, we were talking about some of our heroes. Bill, Billy Bailey, he's one of our best volunteers. He covers our Thursday night teams, and, man, he is just a rock star. And thank you. And for the whole church, because we have so many people. Our, our biggest volunteer pool comes from this church, actually. So big support here. What we do, uh, we run Helping Hands, which is an emergency food pantry. I said this in the first service, we're right next to the Tiki Club on South Main. And so we're in a great neighborhood. There's a lot of need there. My wife's with me of uh, 36 years to be 37 years in December. But uh, we started this uh, 24 years ago. We had a son that was diagnosed with cancer and it threw our life into a tailspin, you know, physically, financially, emotionally. And somebody that was a partner with Second Harvest Food Bank started stopping at our house while we were in Chapel Hill and dropping food off in our carport. And we found out who it was. And we thought, man, what a great way to help families that are going through a desperate need. And so about a year later, we started in a little 12 by 12 room. The first year we gave away about $15,000 worth of food. And we had said, we were part of a, a church at the time, wouldn't it be great if we could do $100,000 a year? Last year we did $800,000. Thank you. That's through a partnership through Second Harvest and all the grocery stores and then all the volunteers that come out. So we need drivers. We need people who can pack boxes. We need people who will, are willing to pray for people. We have a prayer room. We offer prayer every week. So we're going to be over in that corner. 
uh, after everybody tells their spill. So please come find out a little bit more about us. And I said this in the first service. If you come and volunteer a couple times, you find out this is not for you. No problem. Just find another one of these partners. So, but we do need volunteers and we'd love to have you come and help us. And thank you, Scott and the whole team. You guys are awesome. You're more than welcome, man. Hey, Melissa, would you come on up? Melissa, would you come on up? Melissa is, uh, uh, she works with, she is uh, with New Life Family Outreach right in High Point. They're close to the new stadium right there at the new, not the new hospital, but the hospital. So you are uh, a passionate young lady. And I told you this in the first, but I'm going to say it again. We had lunch with her probably a year or so ago, wasn't it? Yeah, and the right. passion was oozing out of you there. So share them with them, your passion. Huh? All right. Yeah, I'm from New Life Family Outreach. Um, we are, used to be called Pregnancy Care Center of High Point. Um, But we do a lot more than that. So we do still offer our pregnancy care services. So we do our free pregnancy tests for anybody who comes in. They come in by appointment. We also have a program called JOY, which is a material assistance program. The cool thing about that is that we walk with these family, with any moms or even families from the moment they find out they're pregnant to two years, which is different than most other pregnancy care centers, which I think is great. Sorry. (laughs) Nerves get the best of me up here. I do great one-on-one, just not on stage. <laughs> anyway, so we do have other programs that we offer, which we feel is a partnership with not only our communities, but with our church congregations. Um, there are needs in our community and our congregations that supersede, um, you know, we have a hard time with them. So we have a few programs. One's called Grace which is our post-abortive ministry. That is whenever um, women who have experienced abortion in their past or even considering abortion can come in. Um, We do do group sessions with that or even one-on-one, whatever is more comfortable for them. We have one called HOPE, which deals with um, child loss, sudden infant death syndrome, miscarriage, anything like that, grief-based. Those are also group or one-on-one, however that works for them. And then our last one that we offer is Journey, which is for... uh, women who have experienced abuse in their life. Whatever kind of abuse that they've experienced, there are multiple kinds. Unfortunately, we know that it happens in a variety of different situations, a variety of different communities and backgrounds. So we offer all those things. Shame, a lot of it is shame-based, but unfortunately, well, fortunately, actually, we can bring these women in, show them the grace that the Lord has given us, um, show them who Jesus is. Some of them don't know who he is, or they have a skewed view of who Christ is. We want to show them by offering the grace, the love, acceptance, kindness that we can. And so if you want to come by my table, I have my babies with me um, for different stages of pregnancy if you want to see those. And we do have a variety of needs, so just come and check us out. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Lee, come on up. Awesome. Again, we're appreciative of you being here. And I want to just say thank you. You shared a great word of encouragement to me after the first service. Yes. We need that kind of stuff. So I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. I, I um, have definitely felt God nudging me today. I'm glad I'm here. And I know it's no mistake that I'm here. So I'm appreciative. Um, I, I work in development at Open Door Ministries. And I thought I would do this a little differently and just share um, a, little, a little bit about some of the folks that we've helped. 
Michael made some bad choices in life. He was searching for a way to escape, so he turned to alcohol and drugs. He ended up in jail and in prison and ultimately homeless. His parole officer eventually brought him to Open Door Ministries, where he recently graduated from culinary school. Now he can find a job and move into a place of his own. Open Door provides emergency shelter, meals, and job training. Richard divorced his wife, lost everything he had, and after wearing out his welcome with friends, lived in the woods for three years. He had a disability and couldn't find work. Richard connected with Open Door and now has help getting disability income and has his own place. He has plenty of food to eat and a support system. Open Door provides permanent supportive housing, help finding sources of income, and long-term support with mental or physical disabilities. Michael and Curtis both lost their wives tragically and much too early. Both men filed for bankruptcy because the medical bills took everything they had. Both suffered severe depression and ended up homeless, living in their cars. Both lost all hope. Our transitional housing program for veterans got them back on their feet. Now both have dependable vehicles. One lives independently and works, and the other is happy to be alive because he was suicidal. Open Door helps homeless veterans get the income that they're due, find housing, and provides mental health support and a safe place to recover. And then Cynthia had a good start in life, but many bad choices left her going from shelter to shelter to survive. Open Door's rapid rehousing program helped Cynthia get off the roller coaster of being homeless, hungry, and jobless. She now has a job and lives in an apartment, and her case manager holds her accountable to make good decisions. She no longer is afraid of being killed or beaten or left alone in an empty car lot. She has her health, her self-respect, and a hope for the future. Open Door houses homeless women and children and provides supportive services to help them get educated and find jobs. Open Door meets people where they are. We provide food and shelter and emergency financial assistance, housing and supportive services so our neighbors in need can get back on their feet and move towards self-sufficiency. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you, Hope City, and um, for your support of our ministry. And we're grateful for Hope City and for Love the Triad. And I'll be right over there. Thank you. Thank you. You're sweet. Thank you. I'm going to skip you, Alice. I'll come back to you. Lisa, come on up here. Come on up. Huge hearts, huge hearts. Come on, that's good. Thank you, Love the Triad, and thank you, Hope City. You all um, have helped with feeding Lisa's kids so much, and uh, I don't know what we would do without you. Um, I know five boys that lived off of soda crackers for three weeks. One of them lives with me now. I know four little boys who I went into their home one day and their mother was boiling cornmeal because there was nothing else to eat in the house. And I took a little, I took a little family to uh, McDonald's one day because they had no food. And when the boys didn't eat all of their food, I asked them what was wrong. Did they not like it? And they said, if you don't eat all of it, you don't feel as hungry. That breaks my heart that we live in a community where children are hungry like that. 
And um, anyway, I, I started feeding Lisa's kids. Uh, it'll be four years this summer, and it was supposed to be a, a summer program, but we fell in love with all these families, and we've just continued it on. We started off with 30 kids. We're at 153 families now, and it's over 700 people that we deliver food to once a month, the first Wednesday of every month. We take 12 to 15 dinners to their house, at, you know, 25-pound box of rice, whatever. It's just food that I can order at cost. And um, this mission cost me, uh, not me, but it cost about $15,000 a month to run Feeding Lisa's Kids. And it's run completely on um, donations, cash donations um, to Wesley Memorial United Methodist Church for Feeding Lisa's Kids and volunteers. And we've been able to carry it on for years. And um, we need volunteers. We need money. We... um, Come by and see me at my table, and I will. It's. Thank you. Yeah. All this information is at every one of their tables. And, uh, I, you know, again, I have to encourage you. Every one of these people have hearts that are huge. They're, none of these people you see here are doing it because they're getting wealthy or rich. They're doing it because they see a need. They love Jesus, and they know that the need is filled by the love of Jesus. And so everyone that you're hearing from and will meet here in just a minute, they're doing it because they have huge hearts. So, Alice, you're a dear friend. You've been, you and I have known each other for several years, and um, I just want these people to hear your passion. And uh, you're going to have to have your, your, your friends stand up, too, so we can recognize them. How about that? I'll be glad to. Thank you all so much for letting us be here. Pierce Ministries is a residential discipleship program, and the thing that brings people through our doors is addiction. Um, But the thing that keeps them there is that they get to know the love of Jesus, and they begin to see who they are in Christ, and they find their identity, and they come into wholeness and healing, and it is so incredible. The guys were here in the first service. Girls, would you all stand? These are our girls. I never knew that it was possible to love so much until God put me in the path of broken people because I was a broken people. But I never had an addiction problem. But I had a love, need to trust Jesus problem. And that's what we're about, is helping them to come into that place where they can see that when Jesus is all we have, he's all we need. And healing comes. And this is just a portion of our family. We have the biggest family now with Pierce Ministries after 11 years. What God is doing is absolutely incredible. And we're watching freedom come every day. People being set free. And from just things that we didn't even know they were there. And God's doing it. So I would love for you to come talk to the girls as we finish and let them share with you. We've got all kinds of opportunities. If you want to bring us a roll of toilet paper, we need 25 rolls a week at a minimum. And, or if you want to um, work in the ministry in such a way that you're mentoring, counseling, teaching our intercessory prayer group, we need intercessors. God is good, and he's good to us, isn't he, girls? Thank y'all. Appreciate you. Love you. Awesome. Sounds like y'all need to be eating some more cheese. That'll knock it down to at least 12 rolls a week. I'm kidding. That was a joke. Y'all got to lighten up a little bit. Y'all get ready to move here in a second. Josh, come on up here, man. 
Josh is with a great organization called Love Life, and um, he's got a heart and a passion for Jesus, which is also a heart and a passion for people. So listen to this. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Hope City. Good morning. My name is Josh. I'm with Love Life. We exist to unite and mobilize the church to create a culture of love and life that will result in an end to abortion and the orphan crisis. And since 2016, we've been able to partner with over 250 churches to participate in a weekly prayer walk next door to the three largest abortion clinics in Greensboro, Charlotte, and in Raleigh. In that time span, we've seen over 1,500 moms choose life at the abortion clinics in those locations. When a mother chooses life, she's offered the opportunity to be connected with a mentor in a local church. And in fact, that happened this week with your church. At the Planned Parenthood in Winston-Salem, a precious mom chose to keep her baby. Uh, They uh, reached out to us, uh, the Sidewalk Ministry, the New Hope Compassion Care Center reached out to us. We called Jamie and talked with Pastor. Everything got connected, and one of the, the women from this church is now mentoring that precious mom We're seeing hearts turn to the Father. That's really what this is all about. So from the prayer walk, we're leveraging people to engage in ministry beyond just coming to an event where you can become a mentor to one of these moms and dads. You can be a sidewalk counselor that's trained to be out at the local abortion clinic, not yelling and screaming, but offering them one last chance and other resources, letting them know that there's 57 partnering churches in the triad that are ready to take action and love them and help them with whatever they need. You can become a prayer walk champion, or you can learn more about becoming a foster or adoptive parent. You know, one of the things that binds all of these ministries together is this. People matter deeply to God. Christianity has the worldview that motivates these type of ministries to say that all lives matter, all people are important and extremely valuable to God, and because they're valuable to God, they're valuable to us as well, and we can leverage everything that we have to love people as the Father has loved us. That's a good word. Thank you, Josh. That's awesome. Andy Bowersocks with Energize Ministries. He's our last one. And when he walks off the stage, everybody's going to be moving to their table. You guys are going to move to your table. Deal? You're going to move where the Lord moves you. So, Andy, wrap us up. So I'm Andy with Energize Ministries. We're a little different than some of the other ones that were here. We spend all of our efforts and resources investing in healthy kingdom leadership. More specifically, pastors and their families. How many of you realize that healthy leaders equal healthy ministries? Raise your hands if you understand that. Great. And so, uh, so when that happens, we have healthy ministries. All of these parachurch ministries and other organizations benefit from that. So we do that through direct encouragement, refreshment, and even providing a lot of recreational retreats for pastors and their families. We also work through Christian Radio and other broadcast partners to build sort of the overarching purpose of our ministries to help shift a culture from what's often filled with criticism into a culture of 
care and prayer support and even specifically preventive care and prayer support. So I will be way back there in the corner. Love to meet you. We have some volunteer opportunities uh, at our lodge. We have a retreat center up in Southern Virginia that always needs maintenance and work kind of stuff done. We also do specific pastor disaster uh, in, in crisis situations for flooding and, uh, and natural disaster situations too. So love to meet you and talk with you and I'll be right over there. Thank you.